Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. James on the drive, gets in the paint, layup, missed it. And the game is over. Lakers furious, they thought he was fouled. Oh, excuse me, and it's now overtime. Wow, clear foul on Tatum. The league does a final two-minute report, and they did say, of course, that was a foul. Officiating stunk everywhere all weekend. It always stinks. I just need the Lakers to win every so, friggin' game because I got them in the the, the, the pool here. Uh, not the pool, so but one of the officials. Yeah, one of the officials that was in that game, and I, I lose his name now. But he's got a sister. Dick Bavetta. No, it's not no. Dick Bavetta. Joey Crawford. It's not uh, J- Jack Madden either. No? No. But uh, it's not Tim Donaghy. <laughs> All right, but are they, you sure they, they got this official? He's got a sister that lives in Boston. The official, the official, has mm. got a sister that lives in Boston. This is how they've gone oh as far as to find God. out what's going on. He's done. I don't know. Is thirty games for one team too much in wow. one year? Oh wow! In that, one that, year, that was so it's probably high. not. So they're going over the lifetime of his games that he's done with the Boston Celtics. Oh come on, the Celtics are twenty-eight and two. 28 and 2 in the games he's officiated. Now, that just might be because the Celtics are good. Well, right. That, yeah. that could be that. He I mean, they've gotten a lot of home games in Boston. I don't think you know? there's a conspiracy. I just think the officiating's bad. And I think, you know, the Lakers are playing on the road and they didn't call. I don't know how everybody misses it, but they all missed it. Uh, the officiating and. Especially the AFC Championship game. I mean, it really, the fourth quarter was kind of infuriating. You ever see that thing uh, that happened where. A play was run, it, it was but a an third official, down. official was waving it off. Because the clock had started and it wasn't supposed right. to. So as long as, so the, the, I think the rule of thumb I here, saw that. I, I've, I've seen it in a game that wasn't as important and or televised, where a guy's trying to blow the thing dead and the play is run, and he was, no, I'm waving the thing off. you got to be blowing the whistle coming in at the same time. He's blowing the whistle, but maybe because it was so, so loud, loud, they didn't hear it. You didn't get it. And then, yeah, and then they put time back on the clock. Mm-hmm. Because if the play, you got to go back to the, uh, the original play of the last one where the clock was at. So I've seen it before. It wasn't that out of the realm. But, you know, when it goes against you, like all of a sudden that play's not there. You're like, what? what, the, what why? You know, you and nothing came it. of it, right? Uh, even though Eli Hap- Apple had a defensive holding penalty, I believe on the on the third down play that extended the drive. First of all, they ran the third down play, didn't get it. Uh, Kelsey was short. They reran the play. Mahomes got sacked, but then Eli Apple, I think, had a defensive hold. They gave him a fresh set of downs, and then they didn't convert on their next third down anyway, and they punted the ball back. I I, I got to be honest. Even though I had K- I had KC uh, minus one and a half yesterday. It was one of my best bets uh, on uh, odds couple. Mike had it as well. With five minutes to go, York, I thought I thought Kansas City was going to lose. I yeah. did. I'm not going to lie. I thought I'm like, man, Burrow's going to do this again. He's going to be four and zero against these guys. Then Chris Jones made maybe the play of the game, made the defensive play of the game for sure. I think for the Chiefs on that third down pass rush, and you know he'd never had a postseason sack up until yesterday. I did Isn't not that know weird? that. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's such a great dominant he, player. He's been impactful. Oh my! In God. the games that he's had, he's been impactful. And you know who might have been the best player in either game yesterday? I mean, Mahomes was pretty spectacular, as we've documented. Hassan Reddick. Yeah, I mean, coming off I, the corner. And I don't know what Kyle Shanahan was doing, thinking block him with the tight end early yeah. in that game. I was mean, 89 or was it Kittle? 81. It no, it was 80. And if you're going to do it, use Kittle. Yeah. Why would you not? It was Tyler Croft. 
like, come on, man. You're you're Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I, all those fancy weapons you have when you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't make. Well, difference. that's true too. Of course, I mean, yeah, oh, you have all the fancy weapons in the world, but if you you, ha- do? you don't have anybody delivering the football. It doesn't matter. And why are you trying to block Hassan Reddick with a tight end? I mean, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't make sense. In that play, Out of Temple, you know, he's drafted by Arizona. Yes, he was there. He's been on three teams in three yeah. years. And he's just all he does is rush the quarterback and. He was dominant He's yesterday. Like, yeah, yeah, Yannick uh, Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. Always changing teams, always, always has 12 sacks. Yeah. Always changing teams, but why is he never happy? The key play of the game, the game in which Brock Purdy got hurt and Philadelphia got the ball back. They didn't score, but still, like that play is the play where they decide to use a tight end to try to block Hassan Reddick. Bad idea. Like, I would, I could have told you that, Kyle. You don't need me. Yeah. But I could have told you, hey, I don't think I'd block Hassan Reddick with a tight end here, guys, in the NFC Championship game. That's just me. Sometimes I don't get it. I don't know. And I think the world of Kyle Shanahan, I do. Certainly as an offensive mind and as a play caller, but not good. Not good at all. And Hassan Reddick might have been the best player uh, in either game yesterday. Mahomes or Reddick, I guess. Ted's in Lake Geneva on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ted? Hey, boys. I got a quick comment, and then I have a question about some officiating stuff, but Carm, you just mentioned with five minutes ago, you thought the Bengals were going to win. I thought and they I were going to win. Talking about Mahomes. Even, yeah, maybe even later than that, right? And I guess that's my point is if you're talking about Mahomes, I think if I'm starting a team tomorrow with one of those two quarterbacks, I'm still taking Burrow over Mahomes, which maybe that's blasphemy, but that guy's got the it factor, and he just won on the road against Buffalo the week before. He almost beats Mahomes in Kansas City yesterday. It wasn't on him. I mean, he had the two interceptions, but – he got him back in that game. I just wanted to get your thoughts yeah, on that, and I would like to ask one question about officiating. Go ahead. Well, well, well. Uh, I mean, listen, Burrow's. We, I think, we spent a lot of last week talking about it. Burrow, to me, has ascended to the number two spot. So, if you say you want to start with Burrow, fine. I would choose Mahomes any day of the week. But Burrow's, I, I think, it goes Mahomes and Burrow one two right now in the NFL. I, think I, I might go does. Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, really? Interesting. Because well, you got a little well, bit younger. What if I made him third? Would um, you be upset at me, or will you give me your chest and Herbert love again? Or Josh Allen. I'm not upset with you. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. I I mean, I I still think, believe it or not, I hate saying it, I still think Rodgers can play. I mean, now he's 39, so I'm not starting a team with Rodgers. Well, again, the question was if I was starting a team. Starting a team, okay. That's why Um, it's useful. You're eliminating some of the old guys. All right, I'd go Mahomes, Burrow. I got too much of a man crush on Herbert. Then then I'd go Lawrence. That'd be my top four. You'd go Herbert, then Lawrence. Yeah, I don't know. You agree, Ted, something like that? That's the order. A combination of those four, right? Yeah, and then you got to throw Justin Fields in there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, hey, but, hopefully, so here's hopefully we're doing it. Hopefully, but maybe in a year or two we'll be able to actually, you know, mean that. But yes. one thing about this officiating, and I want to get your thoughts here. You haven't talked about this yet. And I don't know if the punishment meets the crime here with something that's been happening in a playoff. It feels like more than ever. And it's the running into the kicker stuff. Mm. I mean, that is such a massive yeah. play. And I know you got to protect the kicker. But, you know, they're trying to block the punt. You barely touch the guy, and he falls over, and they get the first down. There's got to be a better way of doing that. I don't think, you know, the, the kicking team should keep the ball, to be honest. They, they didn't get to keep the ball because of not getting the first down already. Maybe you penalt- like maybe you find the guy that, that runs into him or something, but it's just... Well, did they, uh, they, Ted, is it for the still call. two penalties? Is it it's still? Plan, it's it, running it, into the kicker and roughing right. the kicker. So it's still two penalties. There are two different penalties. One it comes with an automatic first down. R- the other one does not. Correct. Roughing the kicker so comes with So did they call roughing? They did. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah you know, they got the first down, so it was roughing. I, and I'm trying to call. Maybe they took the option away from them. 
that's what I was thinking. It's some, you know, uh, same way possession, you know, uh, pass possession. Uh, Reception in the end zone. Guys are poking at the ball, trying to bust it loose all the time because you got to carry it through the process of the catch. They didn't change it, but somehow it's been changed. I thought that at some point they had eliminated one of those two, but I don't think maybe no, not. unless I'm maybe wrong. I thought there's, yeah. I, and I think plant leg is roughing right, and yeah. kicking leg is running into. Do I have that right? It could be. Yeah, I think that's right. But I thought the one they got was when it was coming down. They got it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one that yeah. from yesterday. I mean, it was... looked worse than it was. Yeah. Like, when you looked at it and fast forward, I was like, oh, God, but they got him. Yeah. Well, I said they roughed him. Then you saw the replay of it. It was he barely touched. Right. Barely they, touched. And they all act a little bit. Yeah. You know, of course. You, you, they, they all do their best European soccer uh, impersonation at some point. Hey, you know, you're you're out there. And, all down the field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I might be trying to. Yeah. Doing whatever I could. So now we've got Super Bowl 57 all set. Uh, the Eagles are a little bit of a favorite. It'll be interesting to see how the line moves, if at all, uh, if it does much over the next nearly two weeks. We will talk to Todd Furman a little bit later this week and get his early thoughts and maybe even start looking at some of the prop bets and stuff like that. But uh, now we got the big buildup all the way to Super Bowl 57, where the Eagles are a favorite. Brother and, uh, and brother for the first time ever. Brother against brother. The brother versus brother. The kid, they're not on the field at the same time, obviously, but still. First time you got two uh, black quarterbacks. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. They're both, what, 27 and 24? I think it's the youngest combined age. Did I read that right? I think I read the youngest combined age ever, I think. Of quarterbacks. Yeah, of quarterbacks, yes, in uh, in the Super Bowl. I mean, 2020, the Philadelphia Eagles were a four-win football team. Yep. The Bears won three games last year. Like, what would it take? What would it take? You, you, already, know, you already know what, what it's going to take. You're going to rebuild your offensive line. You're rebuilding your defensive line. You're finding your elite pass rusher, probably in the draft, if I had to guess. Uh, the offensive line can be rebuilt in free agency. It can, whether you like it or not. Um, you'll have to concentrate in the draft and get your wide receivers. That's what it, it seems like to me. That's what it looks like. And we'll see what you can do with the number one pick if you could turn that into a couple first-round picks. We'll see. Or a second-rounder that you traded away for a Hopefully a wide receiver that's going to become your stud wide receiver, but showed zero signs of that zero. last year. Zero. zero signs. Unfortunately. Got hurt a little bit at the end. 4-11-1 in 2020 were the Eagles. 9-8 and eight last year in a wild card berth. They got drilled in their game. They yes. went down to Tampa. They did not play well. Now 14-3 and three in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts has lost one game this year. One. And people thought they were crazy when they drafted him in the second round. Abdallah, does this mean you're uh, on the Eagles bandwagon? Abdallah. Are you on the Eagles bandwagon, Abdallah? Uh, it's not really a bandwagon, per se. Because, <laughs> what kind of wagon is it? Okay, well, here, I'll give you the reason I have. There's there's multiple reasons why I'm a fan of the Eagles. One, my stepfather is a diehard Eagles fan. They live in Florida. Oh. He still has season tickets. He's really? going. I was offered to go to the Super Bowl with him. I told him, you tell my wife I'm going to be gone for a weekend to go see a team I don't really cheer for. With right. a new baby. Uh, yeah, with a, new ba- with a newborn. You go ahead and do that. So he's not taking me to the Super Bowl. But the offer was there. But he's going. So wow. he's a diehard. Our, one of our really good friends, Alan, is a diehard Birds fan. Loves the Birds. Loves the Eagles. Is that so, the guy that works with Hoodie in the morning? No. Is that, is that Alan oh. Greenspan? I his no. name is Alan. Oh, that's no. Live Life All In. So. That's Live Life All In, yes. Al- Al- never Alan stop uh, never uh, stopping when you I, swim. I'm like cheering for J. 
Jalen Hurts because of Alabama Roll Tide and what he did for that uh, team while he was there. And then also, I have, I have a future on the, Allie, on the Eagles. A, yeah. what, what? I have a future on the Eagles from beginning from before the season started. Have we so. ever figured out like why I'm so dopey? I didn't place a futures way for sure on the Eagles with I, all I, my I, way, uh, preseason I, bets I had on I, the Eagles. I don't know. Didn't we? Uh, we talked about it with you at the panel at Football Fest. I think we did. Fat right? Jack, Abdallah, me, and you. We were up there and we were talking about because Jack was all over the Eagles too. A lot of us liked the Eagles. I had the Eagles to win the division. I had the Eagles to make the playoffs. I had over nine and a half wins on the Eagles, and I never bet them to win the Super Bowl. Was that just a huge miscalculation on my part, boys? And like it, it for sure me, looks like, like it. it's not enough for me to be like, "Well, I got to hedge this now," or "Let me check out." Like it's it's not a lot. What's of, it? A twenty dollar wager? Yeah, at it's 20 20, to 1? Yeah, yeah, it was a twenty dollar wager, yeah, like twenty two to one. Yeah, it's not let bad. it ride. So it's yeah. four hundred and forty American. Yeah, I'm just gonna let back. it. I'm just. I might put a little bit on the Chiefs as a, a I'll point and a half. I'll give you a hundred for it. No, you were good. I'm. I'm just gonna let 100. it ride. Come on. I'm just gonna let it ride. Triple if anything, up. I'll put some money on the Chiefs at plus one and a half, maybe. Oh, to, don't do that. To well, you can hedge it, it a little bit. Little bit. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. But no, we're a. Uh, when the like I've been tweeting, when the Bears are not, uh, we're eliminated. We're a bird's house. What's the number you have? One and a half. No, 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 no. The number on the twenty oh, to one. Twenty-two to one. Twenty-two to one. Twenty-two to one. Nice little payday potential. It's, 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 it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. You'll take it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Considering all the other futures that I placed that lost, all the money I put on the Bears that lost. So. How the heck did I never <laughs> bet the Eagles? Shame on me. And I said the same thing over and over again. All summer, I'm like, they got a championship roster. I I just wondered about the quarterback, and the quarterbacks answered a lot of the questions. Although he wasn't great yesterday, he was good enough. He was good when he had to be, especially with his legs on that drive in the third quarter. That really sealed the deal. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Watching the touchdown pass to MVS in the uh, third quarter yesterday again from Mahomes. I mean, that's why I'd take him over anybody else. I mean, it's just phenomenal, Yurk. And he just he avoids the rush, just kind of steps, sidesteps a little, and then steps up in the pocket and a little. puts it where it and needs to be. And then just a dart, 20-yard dart. Yep. You know, I mean, just it's a, a 20. It's a beauty. 25, 25-yard dart on the number. Oh, my God, it's just sick. And you watch guys who play the position like that. So good. And the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. It's Carmen and Yurko. Hope everyone had a nice weekend. Where'd you watch the games yesterday? Did you go out? I went to Long Shots. So you spent the day uh, yeah. with some, with some of the guys? Nico Vlahos and nice. the boys. Dino, love Nico. Rosie. All, some of the fellas that come to the Bourbon and Bacon event. The whole crew. I love one it. One of the Bambage brothers. The other one was working. So we were out there. had a good time. I was there for seven hours. Two o'clock until about nine o'clock. Oh, that's a hell of a day. Yeah, I got dropped off. You know, not driving, dropped Smart. off, got picked up. Yeah. And let me tell you. What was the, the time, drink of choice? Uh, Captain and Coke. Captain and Coke? Captain and Coke, which did is you, my want. Did you, at like, at any point say, all right, enough of the hearts, I'll have a few beers, or you just, I'm going to stick with uh, one thing and one thing only? from having Captain and Coke to a little Crown Peach, okay. you know, a few shooters, Crown Peach. A couple of shooters over here. Yeah. A couple of shooters. Put it this way. By the time I called the, my, my young lad and I said, uh, Pappy is ready to go home. Well, he's like your own little personal Uber. Yeah, well, he knew. He knew he had taken Gracie back to Purdue. She was leaving during the middle of the games. Okay. So he drove my daughter back and, and, and came back. Took about three hours. Wow. You know, what it's a 90 mensch. minute drive, 90 minute drive. Yeah. Jake. Did the old man a favor. Wow. Hey, well, God forbid. That's nice. Yeah, the, the roof over the. 
The roof over the house is pretty good, too, you know? That's true. The heat that's on, all that the food that point. one provides. That's a good point. I mean, are we doing all right? Are we doing okay, maybe? So he came and picked you up. Either way, I'm very appreciative, and I told him that I was very appreciative so I could watch the games. Came and got me. Yeah. And I was, boy, when, pretty I, lit? when I hit the rectangle, I was a happy camper. Yeah? Eh, yeah. Well, listen, you're seven hours. I, I mean, mean, it's watching the games, comprehending it all, you know, a lot of stress, won a couple of line cards. What was surprising to me cards. is that before we came down here, Yurko was regaling us with the tales of yesterday, and Danny Zetterman was shocked that he was drinking that much for seven hours. That he was averaging, like, what do we figure? Two, two, not barely two drinks two an hour. Two drinks yeah, an hour, which isn't... I was pacing myself. Yeah. That's not a lot for seven hours, it's a good I burn. think. Yeah. It's a good burn. It's a good right. Yeah. And, and we had food there. We right, had yeah. some uh, Mexican food. It was phenomenal. Yeah. If you're eating and you're, like, you're slowly sipping, one yeah. half an hour... Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I don't as think as long it's... as you're not driving home, like he didn't. Right. Like, what's wrong with that? Yurko, those days are the best. Abdallah and I always enjoy the uh, where you have the person serving you has to close you out close because out. the shift is over. Yeah, but you're still at the table. Yeah, that so now you get a new uh, person to service the table. That, oh, that's yeah. always fun when you have to uh, pay twice and you don't leave the table. You know you're having a good day. Yeah, like, right. Oh, oh, yeah. Guys, I'm going to close out. Hey, no problem. No problem. Right, right. Right. No problem. Next this person will be over. taking care of you Boy, the rest of the day. And you're we've like, been here for 11 hours. Beautiful this Saturday yeah. has flown by. Could you do me a favor and put the uh, the BYU game on that yeah. TV? BYU is playing a, Utah State. Can I you put that late night game. Could you please put that on that TV for me? Then you're chasing. We always got Hawaii. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Have Hawaii. Absolutely. Pac-12 after dark and then Hawaii. Nick Rolovich. If they know you're at the bar for that long, they'll do whatever you want to. They'll be like, oh, you need that road game? You need a Fresno State game over there? Sure. No problem. San Diego State, please. We'll find CBS Sports, too. Your guy always like this one. Did you order two meals spread out? Yeah, that, that was. A, I always enjoy oh, no. eating well, twice at the same bar because right. I've been there so long. Well, what we had, we had it catered. <laughs> okay. So okay. a yeah. restaurant came in, they catered it, and we had uh, steak, we had chicken, uh, refried beans, we had lettuce, tomatoes, and uh, sour cream, all the, the guacamole, yeah. all the fixings in the back. Yes. There. Spanish rice, yeah, big fan of Spanish Me rice. Too. So we had it. We could dig into that for all seven hours. That's, That's awesome. great. Started at two, digging in, kickoff. I hit it at the at the end of the game, and then at halftime had another you know taco. Look at we you usually guys. do like the big nacho plates, maybe some pretzels, like the bar, like the big like the bar pretzels. Not like the not, we're not getting like stick pretzels. We're talking right, like yeah. the baked oh, yeah. pretzels. Pretzel then bites. then maybe like a sandwich, and then later on the burger. You have to have something. You have to have a nightcap. Obviously, yeah, uh, gotta have a nightcap. Of course, yeah. I watched at home. Uh, I stayed home. These Black and Abdallah were working. Did you guys go anywhere for the second game? No, oh, I just, we just went home. Went home? Yeah. Well, Abdallah's got to go home. I had to go home. Abdallah's got to go home. Yeah, I yeah. went Chris, home. you went home? Yeah, because yeah. I, I just wanted to watch Me the too. second That's, game. I kind of did, too. Yeah. I didn't, so I stayed in. I just watched both games at home. Gio actually watched a lot of the second game, which, you know, he doesn't, he sat he doesn't, with doesn't you. keep his interest much. But he watched most of especially the second half. He, he pretty much watched the entire. Did, did he have the Mahomes jersey on? He did not have his Mahomes jersey on. It, I don't, you know, he's had that for a while. I don't even think that one fits him anymore. But he wasn't, he's got a Jamar Chase jersey. He was cheering for Cincinnati. He said, well, you cheer for who you want. Yeah. You know, I don't, have to, I don't have a. Can't I cheer for the Kansas, Bears. I said, I have a bet on Kansas City, but you cheer for who you want. I'm you can't for cheer City. for the Bears. You got to cheer for somebody. Not right now. Did you hear what happened on the uh, European tour yesterday? The European. Is that where they were in Dubai? Yeah, they were in Dubai. I just European can't get over tour. the fight between Rory and Patrick Reed. I love Guess that. Guess who finished in first and second place? 
Did Rory and Patrick Reed? Rory McIlroy finished in first, and Patrick Reed finished in second. No kidding. Yeah. Was there something about a ball in a yeah, tree? in a palm tree, yes. The ball went into the first palm tree from the tee. Patrick the one Reed's? That you, as you look at it from the tee, it's the one on the left. If you're looking at it from the TV monitor, it's on the right. Brandel Shambley, who's got something for Patrick Reed. And got something listen, for everyone. Yeah, but it's probably correct. The ball looks like it goes into that first palm tree. Mm-hmm. The one on the right, as you're looking at it from the TV monitor. He told the guy he identified his ball up in the tree in the third one, the one on the furthest left. So there's a little bit shady. So there was another ball in a palm tree? Oh, there are a bunch of balls. You can see balls in there from off really? the drive. Yeah, they, 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 they must collect them because the ball gets in it and it gets stuck in and there. And so he told the official, no, I know that's my ball. Well, he looked at it and said, it's got an arrow on it. That's my ball. And I guess he took his drop from wherever he took his drop from. Boy. Do we think that's really his ball, or is that just... I think with video evidence, you can clearly say that's not his ball. Is that right? Okay, I think you can you're clearly seeing, say it's you not see his that, ball. Did that clearly? You see it going well, the first tree? Brandel Chambly believes that for sure. Hmm. So, I found Boy, that Patrick Reed, I tell you. PGA ya. guy at first, live guy second, a live guy finished tied for six. They played in the last group together? Ian no? Poulter. I don't think they played in the last group. Oh, okay. It doesn't look like they're in the last group together Boy, I... because Reed shot at 65. Oh, okay. And, okay. Uh, and Rory well. shot 68. And then there's other guys that are in the vicinity that shot 69s and such. So it looks like they might have been in the final group. Dude, give me a pairing with those two at some point. And, I, that and I would go out of my way to watch. Richard right Bland finished eighth, and Henrik Stenson finished tied for eight. So about top 10 golfers, they had about 15 guys. It looks like five of them were from the live tour. Okay. So they're still playing very well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For those that don't want to have world golf rankings with the live golf. Oh, they've got great players. Well, I mean, the, of course they've got great players. All these guys a lot are of great, great golfers. Yeah. they got a lot Separated of by minute, like, like, like percentages of strokes over the course of a lifetime. Mm. But the point is they should have, uh, they should have world golf rankings going along with them. That way, these great golfers will be at the Masters, and they'll be in all the big tournaments. Didn't the PGA Tour adjust its schedule so that they were done on Saturday? Do I have that correct? They don't want to mess with Championship Sunday anymore? I think that yes. it started Wednesday, yes. Torrey right? Pines. Torrey Pines was finished. They were done, right? On like, Saturday. That's the power of football Yeah. at this point. Remember about 10 years ago? They decided that they were going to do their playoff, their FedEx Cup. And we, I mean, like we said at a time, we're like, uh, good luck to yeah. you. You're going to play golf in September? You're going to play. Good luck. You're going to take away from first the collegiate. The, the college. College is big. Because if, you if you're not passionate for the NFL, now you're going head to head with college football. I mean, we're going to play. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're going to play Saturdays and Sundays in September. We're going to have the Fed. And because it's. Because it's the FedEx Cup, yeah, we're going to take a chunk out of the NFL. They scrapped that idea. Uh, my guess is after the end of the first year, they're like, oh, boy, did we screw the pooch on that one. Yeah. Uh, let's reconvene here, guys. They 86 that thing as quick as they could. Nah, bad idea. Now they won't even play an event on Championship Sunday. No, can't do it. Smartly enough. Now they'll play on Super Bowl Sunday because they'll be done, right? They play, they're in Arizona. Don't they play that tournament in conjunction with the Super Bowl? Yes. And uh, the Super Bowl's in Arizona. That's going to be a wild weekend. Oh, my God. That's happened before, though. Yeah, it's happened a few times, I guess. They've both been there the same weekend. Yeah. 
It's going to be a hell of a weekend to be out at uh, Well, and not only Scottsdale. that, but, you know, it's Glendale is where the stadium's at. That's true. Scottsdale's it's on Scottsdale. the other side of town. It's true. It's 30 minutes it's away. It's diagonal away. I it's mean, it, it, it doesn't look far, but, but I've it's driven 30 it. minutes. I've, I've driven, driven it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a long way. Yeah. Like, getting out to where the Sox and the Dodgers right. train next to the football stadium, when you're in Scottsdale, I mean, it's a good 20-minute ride, right? 20, 25-minute yeah. ride? Yeah, that's true. Hey, it was great seeing uh, everybody at 93 Octane on Friday. Yeah, good time. Oh, do you know what happened, by the way, at the end? I don't know if you know this. I'll tell you what happened at the end, because uh, I think you might have left. We did see Philly Sid there, and it was great to catch Gridiron, up with him. Gridiron, Gridiron Assassin, was, Assassin there. was there. Yep. Philly Sid, congrats on your Eagles victory. You're in the Super Bowl again. Congrats. I will take it, guys. And, yes, it was it was awesome to see you guys on Friday. Sorry, it's, uh, uh, Yurko made me realize it's been since 2012. I didn't realize it had been that long. Crazy, so, man. Loyal listener, though, guys. 20-plus years I've been with you the whole time, even though I don't show up. So I'm always there on the air. Anyway. I love it. Thank you. Um, Carmen, you were saying, uh, you know, on that uh, Shanahan decision to, to block uh, Reddick with a tight end that lost his quarterback. Yeah. If you look at the first sack that he turned around and then got when Johnson came in again, he did throw Kittle at him. Mm. Kittle came in motion to block him, and yeah. he went right by Kittle. Yeah, I mean, so what's he thinking? I, I just think the, the, the rule of thumb is don't block a defensive end with a tight end. Not a great one, right? I mean, yeah. I, like, it's crazy. I, I just I can't figure it out. I don't know. Are you feeling? And Jim Nance, I swear, last year he called the final round of Torrey Pines from Kansas City, the site of the AFC title game. He was remote calling it, and I think he did the same thing again this weekend. Oh, because they were because they wrapped it up a day early, so that's what he did? Yeah, yeah wow. Um, how do you feel about uh, Super Bowl Sunday? What do you think about your Eagles being a, f- a small favorite in this spot? I think it's a pick-em game. Um, I mean, you said it. Mahomes is the best quarterback. He's the best player in the NFL. He, he is, you know... He's the cheat code, if you will. Yeah. You know, if you got him, you know, it doesn't matter what you have around him. If you've got him, you've always got a chance to win a game. So I would make it yeah. a pick him. And the reason I make it a pick him is just because I think he's going to face the most crazy front four that he's faced all year long when yeah. it comes to pass rush. And the Eagles can get pressure on you with four. Both times yesterday when the quarterbacks got knocked out, it was with a four-man rush. Yeah. Two. When he knocked out Johnson, Sue just totally beat the guard and made him look bad and just took him out. It was a clean hit. It was a bad block. Yep, totally um, agree. But I would say it's a pick em game. Um, I think the big thing for Philly is they need to do exactly what they did yesterday. Hey, you know what? They're dropping back seven on us. They're rushing four. They're making the passing very difficult. We don't see a lot of options downfield. Okay, let's start running the ball with our quarterback and forcing those guys to come up and tackle and getting an offensive lineman like J.C. Kelsey out into the second level to start blocking guys. Then yeah. you're going to get yards. I think that's why it opened up as much as it did in the second half. I mean, obviously, their their defense was getting gassed because they were spending so much time on the field, but right. that was the big difference. In the, in the early part of the game when they were running, they were trying to run wide on San Fran, and you can't run wide on that defense. They're no. too good. They're too yeah. fast. You're but right. you run up the middle on them, and you get a lineman out into the second level blocking it. You know, a guy like Greenwood, I'll take Jason Kelsey. Over every Greenwood. time, yeah. And that happened a few times. The, the, I think the Sanders touchdown run, uh, that was it was diagrammed quite well where they just they, they get up to that second level and block those guys. And it was easy peasy for them. The Eagles are really good. This is going to be a fun matchup. I think they're two really good teams. Sid, good luck. You should check in with us again next week at some point before the Super Bowl. But uh, I think two ex- uh, excellent, outstanding teams are there. I think the Final Four were all good. It's just too bad. As we've documented, San Francisco had to go through what it went through at the quarterback position. I'll tell you what happened at the end of the day on Friday. Uh, it was a nice special treat at 93 Octane. If you want to join us to react to anything you saw, whether it was some of the poor officiating, some of the play, 
Um, just some of the things that really stood out from the weekend. Feel free to ring us up at 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Big shout out to everybody who came and saw us at 93 Octane. And thanks to the Pride Stores and the Whistlepick folks. Our uh, bottle is available now. Uh, there, You know, it's only a one barrel. It's, it's not going to last forever, but get into select Pride Store locations. You can grab one. It's a 10-year Whistlepig. Uh, sing, a single barrel rye that we picked with some listeners in the Pride stores back in the fall. Uh, it was great. We got to sample it a little bit. I bought a bottle. I know Yurko bought a couple as well. Two uh, bottles. I had a little bit. I took it over to a neighbor's on uh, Saturday night. Did you? Pass it around a little. But the guy in Whistlepig uh, raffled off a bottle of Boss Hog, Boss Hog 9 right. from last year. And the guy who won at the bar opened it. And he started Passing out samples to everybody. It would a what a bench move. Happy one and said, you know what? Why not share? I, I, it was such a cool move. And a lot of people got to have just a little little tiny one ounce, you know, half ounce, one ounce pour. A, a little nibbler. A little nibbler. A little nibbler. It was quite good. You know, to me, as much as I love whiskey, you know me. I mean, I I don't think anything is five hundred like five hundred dollars is just too much money to spend yeah. on whiskey. It just is. On bourbon or rye, but uh it was exceptional. I mean, it was very, very good. Unique, the aged in um, a type of Greek liqueur that I was unfamiliar with. Uzo. Uh, no, not Uzo, though, Yurko. Uzo. Not Uzo. Like, um, I, I can't even remember the name of it. It was it was aged in Gre- Greek fig barrels and then this Greek. Greek fig barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they, I don't know. I, I don't even, what are they, aging figs in Barrels? I don't know what they do. I, I, I don't know who's aging figs. You know, neither do I. I don't know. It said aged in Greek fig barrels, and then this certain type of Greek liqueur spirit that I was unfamiliar. You with. You never seen that tall bottle? Good. You ever see that tall bottle at, at a bar? It's got like a golden liqueur in there. Could it be that bottle of Greek maybe, liqueur? Maybe I don't know. It starts with a T. But anyway, it was starts good. with a T. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, you know. Sometimes I think we get too worked up about bro- scratch tentura barrels. That's it, tentura. Yeah. yeah, I do. You know, have you ever heard of that tentura? No, I just looked it up. Yeah, That's so what it's, yeah. Never heard of it. Tentura. Greek fig nectar and scratch tentura barrels. Yeah, fig nectar. A gr- a fig nectar barrel. Yeah, I don't know who. That was uh, whatever it was. It worked. It was very very good. I think sometimes we make too much of like the broadcast, right? Of what's happening yeah. with uh, Romo and Nance and this and that. And the, other and, uh, the overlove for, obviously, Greg Olson. I do think I mean, he's good, though. Your heavens. I, I wanted to do, point. Do, do, do you not remember how much how people overloved Tony Romo when he came you out? You might be right And about I told that. everybody, slow your thing. Black always Relax. Said. Give him some years. You're going to learn to hate everybody. That's Maybe you it. just inevitably learn to hate yeah. everybody. Yeah. I think Olsen's pretty good, though. I really do. I think he does a nice job of explaining what's going on in the game. I thought he nailed this at the end. This was So remember we talked about this. Shanahan's decision to go backfired on him. It's 14-7 game. Yurko said it. Just get to halftime. Get to halftime. You don't have Jimmy G. You don't have Purdy. This is like craziness. You're playing your fourth quarterback, who's 36, never taken a postseason snap. Get to the locker room. Get to, that's it. He comes out. Boom. First down. Now they're feeling good. Then Josh Johnson can't handle the snap. Eagles go in, they make it 20 to 7, York, and then this happens. You see Philadelphia, they're lining up to go for two here. 
see Nick Sirianni. Uh, they couldn't get it communicated. So Nick Sirianni knows he has those two timeouts in his pocket. So what they do is they line the offense up, try to go a double, a hard count. If they jump, now you can go for two because the ball would be on the one-yard line. And then you always can use your timeout. But now they have to line up for an extra point, KB, because you can't use back-to-back timeouts. I thought Greg gave a very succinct explanation. I think he's done that, especially in this postseason. He was all over with Dalton Schultz last week. He goes, that's not, uh, that clock is winding because he wasn't going upfield. Right. Like, I just think Greg's done a good job of really getting like granular sometimes when he has to to explain some of the finer points and some of the things that are happening to uh, not just people who know football, watch a lot of football, but maybe people who are just, checking in more casually because it is the playoffs. And you could be right. Three years from now, we could say, well, what happened to that guy? I I don't know, but I think Greg has done a very nice job in a very short window of time, and he's going to be calling the Super Bowl, so good for him. Did did you uh, get any of the Tony Romo wizardry stuff? The wizard wizardry? It was was bad. He got caught. He he just got caught. Here's what I don't know about Romo. Like, why does he keep forcing, like, the Jordan analogies? Have you guys noticed that? Everything, like, remember in the regular season when the Bills won that game in there? And he was like, oh, this is for Josh Allen. This is, you know, it's it's, it's Jordan over the Pistons. Yes, yes. and it was ridiculous. And, like, in yesterday, he was trying to get with, like, some weird uh, Jordan... Uh, look, he's like Magic Johnson. Oh, he did. He did that Wait, one too. How about compare him to other quarterbacks? He did, he did do the Magic I mean, Johnson. we can all come up with an index of quarterbacks who have done great things in the past. You can't come up with any names who are quarterbacks. You're only comparing Mahomes to NBA players, and he keeps doing like this Jordan thing. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know, Jim. Oh, Jim. Oh, Yerk. Yerk. You guys, maybe, do you guys anticipate we're doing the same thing with Greg Olson in a few years? No, oh, Greg, yes. no you know why? Because he's, oh, yes. uh, he's not a giggly schoolgirl on, yeah. on her first date. Oh, you I, will. I mean, that, that's what Romo sounds like that in every broadcast. He kind of does. I think Greg's good. I, I don't like Romo as much. Four years I think Aikman's still the best, but mark my words. Me. No, he, he'll, he'll never be Romo bad. 2027. 2027. I can agree with you. There might yeah. be overlove now, but that's yeah. also because he's not Romo. Well, because, the, the, problem is, the problem is that people, like Romo does something that people doesn't like. The, ooh, ah, ah, yeah, he does a lot like, of that. Like Gus Johnson. Ah, like people, ah, ah. I love Gus Johnson, but a lot of people <laughs> don't like him because the first play from scrimmage from the game is just as exciting to him as like the game-tying or game-winning play at the end of a game. I like that in an announcer. People didn't like um, Joe Tessitore when he was on Monday Night Football because he was calling it like it's a boxing match where every play was do or die and like the greatest play in the world. Like I like that but stuff. But Tess is good on college. I like Tess. Tess. Tess is good on college. He's really good on boxing. Yeah. But so there's something with Gre- with Greg Olson. Like he's just he's giving you the information. I, I he think doesn't, he's good. He doesn't have like a like a signature, like a calling card, or something that you could that's easily hateable. <laughs> I think he's doing a good job of explaining things, though. I, I like it so far. I'm glad he's getting a shot to do the Super Bowl. And maybe, you know, you're, you're right. We'll look back in a few years and say, well, well maybe. And then he might not. Maybe. Listen, when Brady goes there, he's right. not even going to stay in the eight. Right. I got you. But it's maybe. Maybe he we'll will. We'll see. I'm just saying that when everybody overloves something, the pendulum always swings. Danny from Schomburg has checked in. Oh, he's always Greg got Olson thoughts. Greg Olson sucks. 
Great. So Danny cheesy. thinks Danny thinks so everything cheesy. sucks. I'm just letting you know. But Danny and Schomburg thinks everything sucks. And do you think Viking Scott goes to another Super Bowl? Yeah, I bet you he is going to go. He's going to another Super Bowl. His yeah. daughter works for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. He's going to have a ticket available. This guy. This guy, I'm telling you. I mean, you. you talk about falling bass, ass backwards. I've never seen it with a guy in my life. I mean, I've never seen it with a guy. You know his sorry ass is going to be at the Super Bowl. And what's cheesy about Greg Olson, though? What does Olson know. do that's cheesy? You'd have cheesy? to talk to Danny Schaumburg. Danny, Danny's standard thing to everything Danny that you say is good is, oh, no, that sucks. Yeah, Danny's That's just what Danny says. Every, everything sucks to Danny and Schaumburg. <laughs> what, what, what cheesiness does Greg Olson have? I could see Romo being cheesy, but I don't think Greg's been cheesy at all. I, I'll even give you t- Tony Romo's a little bit weird. He's, I will even give you that. He's not good. A no, little bit? Yeah, he's a little bit weird. I well, give it listen, to you. He says EIU. He's got to protect Listen, I got, I got ears. I can hear what I hear. It's yeah. a little weird. Like, it is a little weird. Go like, did you see the Kyle? I showed you guys the Kyle Brandt, the intro yesterday. Yeah, I the saw good that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's but good. then there are people like Danny and Schaumburg like, no, that sucked. And so does Kyle Brandt. Like, okay, just because you want to be, okay, fine. Uh, Greg Olson's cheesy and he sucks. Okay. Uh, that, that Kyle Brandt intro, and we didn't play it because it's really it's more, more visual. visual. It's visual. If you didn't see it, do right. yourself a favor and watch the CBS intro into the AFC title game. Kyle Brandt did sort of like a Goodfellas spoof to intro the game, and they did the steady cam shot through the Copa. Yeah, the one shot. As he was going into the one shot, as he was going into the stadium. It was fantastic. But I'm sure Danny and Schomburg hated it. We'll grab a few calls before we're out of here. Crosstalk coming up in 15. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Let's grab a few calls, then we're going to cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in about 10. Let's see. Dean and McHenry wants to talk. What up, Dean? Yeah, well. Hello. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Dean? Hey, uh, just to clarify, Carm, I would love to see Reed and McElroy play in the same foursome, or twosome, I'm sorry. But uh, they actually were paired together for the third round, which would have been uh, Saturday night. Oh, they were. But yeah. the, D, the DP has the authority to change who they want to play together. Uh, it's not like the PGA, you know, first, mm, second, third, fourth, so on you. and so forth. Yeah. So the DP actually took Reed out of the foursome with McElroy and put <laughs> Donald and Hendrick Stenson together with the Ryder Cup friction between them. So that was pretty fun. Okay. See, Dean, they're so, watching, the, watching some golf for us and clarifying. There you go. I actually got up to watch it because yeah. I uh, watched the one before, and I knew they were going to be paired together. I and then I had it. a deep dive to find out why it didn't wow. happen. That's interesting. But then I found out that the DP has the authority, and they do that a lot, apparently, for the TV, so they can get more revenue to watch who's playing where. Boy, I would have thought you'd, that'd be a, like a dream thing. Dean, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like, have those two. I'd love if they were in a major this year together. Well, that, in, in the United States, that could still happen. That, right, like, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And like, maybe even at the British, they wouldn't... Uh, right. Let that the the open they say the open the open yeah, yeah. be awesome yeah but I mean like I said there's uh, you know four four or five guys from the live mm-hmm. that were in the top ten so yeah. I think that's kind of nice I like it Matt's on two ninety four what's up Matt hey gentlemen hey I have a, a comment and then I have a request I'll start with my comment uh, I, if I had my choice of analysts I would choose Greg Olson every time 
Uh, Tony Romo is a cackly schoolgirl with with the, with the Carlos Boozer hair now. Uh, Aikman is good, but I'm not a Joe Buck fan, okay. so I, I find that hard to listen to. All right. I, and I'm not. I, I haven't liked Romo from the beginning. I mean, Greg Olson is down to earth. He's very knowledgeable. He's just. I think he just does a great job analyzing the game. So I would take him every time. And my request. Because you guys are the hockey guys, I would like to request a moment of silence for the passing of the Golden Jet, Bobby Hull. All right, we can uh, we can do that. Hold on, Matt, Matt. Thank you for calling. Moment of silence for Bobby Hull. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Yes. Uh, listen, there's no 84, doubt. Eighty four years old. There's no doubt that uh, Bobby Hull and Stan Mikita, who you know, the, you got to remember, these are players well before our time. Yes. Uh, Yurko is even older than me, and it's yeah. before our time. But we know the history of hockey well enough to know that uh, they were true pioneers and revolutionaries in uh, sort of the way the game was started to become uh, played offensively, right, York? Yeah. I mean, more than anybody in that era, got Hall, Makita, and then a little bit after Bobby Orr, really changed the way hockey is played uh, from an offensive standpoint. There's no doubt about it. They were the first, if people don't know, that started to uh, melt and curve yeah, the, heat, sticks. Heat the sticks. They, they, I shouldn't say melt. Excuse me. Thank yeah, you, heat, heat. They would heat and soften the sticks and started curving the blades. Uh, before that, hockey was played much differently. Pucks weren't really elevated. Shots weren't nearly as hard. Blades were mostly flat. So they did a lot to usher in a new era of much more exciting offensive hockey. Uh, in just things that I've seen over the years being such a big hockey fan and watching highlights. I mean, uh, Bobby Hall was faster than everybody else, had a harder shot than everybody else, was one of the true, pure, great goal scorers. So, you know, in terms of what he meant to hockey and the way the game is played, his skill set yeah. as a player on the ice, it certainly went a long way, and he meant a lot to the yeah, game. A point-of-game player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot off the ice. The reason I knew Bobby um, Hall was because of Brett Hall. And his son was phenomenal. His son was phenomenal. He played. Then it goes, well, he's the la you know, he's the uh the son of Bobby Hall. Right. Then you okay, by and he was with the Blackhawks, he was with yeah. Makita, Cliff Coral, Pitt yeah. Martin, Keith yeah, Madison, they, they were, that crew. But even then I was like eight, you right. know. Yeah, you were young. I mean and you couldn't get the games on TV. That's true. Every blue moon somebody would I saw Pittsburgh play the Hawks one time on TV. And it was like a one off, you know. But if you wanted to listen to the Hawks, you had to listen. Right. And I didn't they, mind listening to the game. They were a huge yeah. ticket, though, around oh, the yeah. original six mid-80s, cities and here in Chicago. 80s. That was the ticket. Oh, the no, I meant I meant Hall, though. I'm talking about yeah. like Hall and Makita right. in the 60s. When you, yeah. you, you got to remember, this is pre-expansion. I guess uh, first round of expansion happened in 67, maybe, if I've got my timeline right. right. But for a, a big portion of the 60s, whether it was the original six towns or then into expansion and here at the old stadium, Hall and Makita were huge draws and huge attractions. And so, yeah, we do recognize uh, what he meant to the game. Uh, I don't want to make this a cap eulogy uh, on Billy Packer. You know, there's a lot off the ice, quite frankly, that, uh, I don't know, I think it sometimes makes it a little bit harder to revel in someone's life or the way they lived it. He'd be a great hockey player and not be a good person. And I think that's a great way to sum it up. He'd be a great hockey player but not be a good person. And we recognize his contributions to the game of hockey. And I, I think maybe we just 
and leave it at that. And leave it at that. And we move on. Amen, Yurko. And now, Tom Brady. His son, I tell you, Brett was uh, was just an offensive dynamo. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's an era of hockey that Yurko and I got to grow up watching. I mean, he was just unbelievable. I don't know that there's ever been a father-son combo like those two in any sport, right? There's no way. Is there? Unless I'm forgetting something. Yeah, well, Archie wasn't good enough. Yeah. Archie was good, but he played for a bad franchise. I mean, the the two of them combined, I don't know that there's ever been a father-son combo in any sport as dominant as Bobby and Brett Hall. Yeah, Howie Long and the two long boys. It's not a bad call. I'm I'm, I'm just trying to figure them out right now. But these are Hall of Famers, you know. I mean, Brett was incredible. Bud's in Elgin. What's up, Bud? Oh, don't forget Griffey's. Hey, yeah, but I don't uh, even think I'm not even sure senior was good. You got to remember, like senior was as good as Bobby Hall. Right. That's the thing. Right. Like senior wasn't as good as Bobby Hall was as a hockey player. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was calling in about Tony Romo. I wanted to right when you guys started talking about him. I'm just like, dude, is this guy like the OC for both the teams that are playing trying to call every play before it happens? How annoying. So you have you so never it, been much of a cute, fan? Though. It was cute at the beginning, though, because everybody, oh man, he knows what's going on, everything that's happening. He does it before. But he was wrong every time. <laughs> well, not, <laughs> not now. Awesome. I think now the the, the, the I think the longer it is that you're away from the game, the tougher it is to go ahead and do the thing that you want to do. Okay, because you do things change, whether you like it or not. Things become different. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they they are. Even from when Tony played, things are changing a little bit, and you've got to be able to be on top of that. And we're not in the room, and you're not living it. You don't live it as an announcer. I don't live it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. But when you're there, and it's part of everything you do every single day, it's like second nature. Sure. All right, coming up, Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Uh, The Good Kids Got the Final Word, brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's Final Word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word on Carmen and Yurko. Yes. I just want, like, just take your LeBron James love and move to Los Boy, Angeles. You did. By the this way, this is the kind of lip did, I, I don't need here on, on a Monday after football. Did you see? Did you tell me LeBron James? LeBron James wasn't touched against the Boston Celtics. No, that was a clear foul. Stop it. Not touched. You're ridiculous.